What's up, business gal pals? This is it. It's finally here. My brand new workshop, Making Business Doable. I want to help you simplify all the business stuff. You found something that you're passionate about, that you're an expert at, that you can do to help serve people in this world, but you find yourself getting stuck on the business stuff. And this is where I want to make it all crystal clear. So there's so much noise in the business world about growing to six figures and growing to seven figures. And it seems like every focus is on this revenue line. And I want to change that conversation. I don't think it's about the money. I think the money is what follows the work, the consistency, the opportunity for clarity and confidence comes first and then the money will flow. So if you're ready to focus on business, on getting it right, rather than making the extra dollar, then Making Business Doable is a workshop for you. I'm gonna be bringing it to you live on March 24th. So if you wanna sign up and save your spot, go to bemyselfnow.com slash workshop, and I'll see you there. Welcome back, business gal pals. This week, I'm talking to Damari Gold of the Gold Standard Accounting and Tax. Damari has a unique perspective on money and personal finances. She holds a master's degree in accounting and finance, has been a practicing tax accountant for over 10 years, and owns her own firm, the Gold Standard Accounting and Tax in Huntington Beach, California. Damari is passionate about helping women-owned businesses understand their money. As a first-generation American and an entrepreneur, she understands firsthand some of the difficulties that are faced. Damari knows money goes beyond business, and that's why she's determined to help others be confident money women. Welcome, Damari. I'm so excited to talk to you today about demystifying our finances and taxes. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm going to have to update that bio. Now I'm hitting beyond 15 years of the accounting industry. Um, taxation specifically, yeah, it's been well over 12. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. So you've definitely got the real firsthand knowledge to bring to this conversation today. Yes, I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) So let's dive in. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the origin of the gold standard and how you got started helping out women entrepreneurs? Definitely. So I started in this career um, back in 2006, and then I pursued my education uh, for a very long time. I started in just accounting. And then when uh, some people might be too young to remember this, but there was a recession back in 2008, 2009, um, where a lot of jobs were lost. And that's where I found myself. And then at that point, I was able to um, get an internship and learn how to do taxation. And with doing so, then I was able to connect myself with different people over the years. I straddled, I also worked in like CPA firms. And then I, um, I also was gaining clients on the side. (laughs) So I know the, I know side hustle. And then over time, I just really grew my list and, um, in 2020 was when I decided, cause I was still working for a different CPA firm. And I just said, you know what, it's time, it's time for me to rip the bandaid and, and, you know, go full blown in my business. So yeah, it's been <laughs> well over a year and a half that full time in, in business. And, um, it's been interesting to say the least. 
Yeah, definitely some interesting times. It's a super interesting time to decide to just venture out on your own and right? pull your own business all together. So I can imagine it's been quite the journey. Yes. I mean, it's one of those things where you're just like sink or swim. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think we can all relate with that. So what are some of the things that made you say it's time? It's time for me to take this full time on my own and just dive in completely. Just like I feel like a lot of people probably experienced, I myself was in a place where there was no, none of the work-life balance. And what I mean by that, it's more at the time my daughter had gotten sick and then we were going, the kids were home. I have kids and it felt so much pressure. I felt so much pressure to continue to perform when it almost seemed like so much was falling apart around us kind of thing. And so that really tugged, I don't know, that, that just was a weight in my, in within me to say, you know, I've been doing this a really long time, the straddling. And at what point, because I, you know, I got to a point where I was starting to feel overwhelmed. I was starting to feel like, is this really what I want to keep doing? I knew that taxation, I, oddly enough, I enjoy taxation, <laughs> but but I knew that I was in the right career. I just was in that place where you're just, you're thinking, am I done here? Like, am I done pursuing this nine to five? And I, and I will tell you, because I want other people to understand this as well, is that when you're in that place, trust me, a nine to five feels secure. It does. You can't say that, Hey, a salary isn't a paycheck. Isn't secure. doesn't feel secure. It does. So I've often done where it's like, okay, I'll work on my own, but I always use it as a security blanket, knowing that I can always get a nine to five. So at that point, it was to me, it became more of a personal sort of where am I at that I need to feel more comfort in, in my decisions because this affects my family, because now at this point I need to make a decision for myself, my family, what's best for me, because at the end of the day, if I get sick, if I, God forbid, die, is my job going to, no, they'll replace me. (laughs) They'll replace me just like they, they replaced me when I left. Right. At that point, it becomes more of an internal realization of where am I at with myself and what I want for myself. And I guess maybe even immediate future or this, just this moment. And I just thought, well, if, if not now, when? Absolutely. I love how you decided to kind of take full responsibility for your security and bring it all back into your own hands Mm -hmm. and jump in with both feet. Because I think we do exactly like you said, we hold on to that nine to five, you know, W2 job as a security blanket. And the truth is, it's not as secure as it feels because they could decide to let you go at any moment. Those of us who were there in 2008, when everything kind of fell apart with the recession, a lot of us experienced that, you know, the massive layoffs and the sudden change in all of these businesses showed us that it's not as secure when we are not in control of our own business and what's going on in our lives. And the ability to be able to make money. You know, I I find that a lot of people and especially a lot of young people in 2020, I think that that was the realization, maybe receiving an extra, you know, the unemployment or receiving this extra because you hear that a lot. A lot of people are blaming that, that, right, the fact that we're getting this extra unemployment, right? And people aren't wanting to go back to work. 
I don't think it's that they don't want to go back to work because they don't want to work. I think that they just realize I can do something else. This is just Mm. a stepping stone that allows for me to discover that I can do something that I either one actually enjoy or two, maybe the money I was making in my nine to five is not really what I need to be, you know, aiming for, because like, like we said, nine to five can feel secure, of course, but I think we all got a little shaken in 2020, you know, shaking the, the, the tree out and, and really deciding for ourselves, is it as secure as we think it is? So when it comes to running a business, being an entrepreneur, managing our entrepreneurial finances, what are three things you've learned that you think women should know about tracking their finances? You know, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of the practicality, but I'm going to say this because I think that I've entered into a different place in myself in, with myself and my business. Your mental health as a woman is very important. And I know that doesn't have to do with money, but I will 100% guarantee that the trigger of money, the lack of how much you make, how much you're able to pull in, all of these things will become a trigger for you. Let me tell you that I have had to work more in my personal self, my personal belief, my worth, my every single aspect of myself because of this, because now being in business hundred percent on my own, I, I will tell you that it will uncover very ugly parts of you that you probably thought maybe I worked out, you know, or I worked it out all those years, or I don't have that. No, <laughs> any little thing, any little thing, just like a toddler, any little, any, any minor inconvenience will send you spiraling into a whole other area. And I know that doesn't sound like beautiful and promising and, you know, something like, oh, why would I want to do it? But why wouldn't you? I mean, you can be sent spiraling when you have a nine to five. So <laughs> it's just, it's just know that your mental health is, is number one, the biggest priority. Number two, we have to overcome the fear of seeing our numbers. Many women I have noticed that I've worked with don't want to see the numbers. They don't want to look at it and whatever trigger it has, they don't want to face it. And so whether that be in taxes or just looking at the monthlies, we have to get past that fear because I will tell you that any CEO, any business owner that I've ever worked with that that runs a successful business has to look at their numbers. You have to, whether they're good, bad, ugly, however they look, you just have to, you, you have to see them because this is the only way that you're going to make decisions to help you be more strategic about the growth of your business and what you need to do. Trust me, it pains me when I go through my cash flow of overhead. <laughs> and because we decided to open, not we decided, it was a, a lifelong dream that I have in creating this office. I don't know if you could see some of it, but it was a beautiful, it's a, it's a beautiful office here in Huntington Beach. We've invested so much money in the renovations and making it what it needs to be because I'm not your daddy's accountant. I don't work in a gray room. (laughs) I'm so tired of it. I've done it for so many years, but I'm like, no, I want a beautiful space where the vibe feels good, where it smells like patchouli and incense. I don't care if you don't like it, (laughs) but, but that's what I like. And so we invested in this. And let me tell you, as much as it's been a dream, 
it's also been a big, I don't want to say burden, but a big responsibility, huge responsibility. And so knowing my numbers and seeing how much the overhead is allows me to make decisions that are going not only to impact my business, but it's going to impact myself. Keeping track of the numbers, having a good either bookkeeper or accountant, someone that you can talk talk to and go over these things is very, very important that they can strategize with you. Mental health, be sure to get yourself either, uh, you know, a licensed therapist, a psychiatrist, you know, which whatever outlet you need. I, I go spiritual coaches, anything, anything that helps you process what's happening and the triggers that can occur and will occur. It's not that they won't, they will. Second, take a look at your numbers. You have to review them. You have to keep track. You have to be able to confront it, face what they are, no matter what that looks like, whether it be good, bad, or, or anything. And the third thing is the tax thing. Don't allow yourself to get so far behind and not, again, facing the numbers and consulting with someone about your tax situation because surprises, nobody likes surprises. If you can't plan, or I, I mean, at least I don't like surprises. I should say that <laughs> nobody likes a surprise tax bill, <laughs> I guess is what it is. If you're planning for your business, let's say you're thinking, you know what, next year I, I want to renovate or I want to create this space or I want to do all these things. Well, guess what? If you haven't planned for a $10,000, $15,000 tax bill because you refuse to look at it, do you think that's going to hinder your plans? It will. These, these are the three things I think as a business owner, as a tax accountant, blending those three things together, very important for yourself, for your business, regardless whether you have a brick or mortar or not, but you have plans, plan for your money. Definitely. Oh, I love that. You have plans, plan for your money. That's wonderful. That's so great. You got to like put that on a t-shirt. I know, right? I'm going to write it down. <laughs> so obviously a 10 or $15,000 tax bill doesn't come totally by surprise. It might surprise us if we're not paying attention to our numbers, but you know, we have to make money in our business. We have to have revenue in order to owe taxes. And that's a good thing, right? Having that relationship mm-hmm. with taxes and saying, you know, more taxes means I brought in more to my more business. Money. That can be a really good thing. But what should we be paying attention to when it comes to those business taxes kind of along the way throughout the year? I think the biggest it's, I can give you tons of stuff, but I, I want to say that the most important thing is that you have a good relationship with your tax accountant. And the reason why is they're going to give you the expenses. They're going to give you the key things that you need to keep track of to benefit yourself and to take advantage of the tax law. The tax law is there to take advantage of. Okay. So use it accordingly. <laughs> People think tax law tax law is there. It, you know, if we think about law in general, it's not there to defend the good or the bad. It's there to be used for whoever knows how to use it. And unfortunately that's the world we live in. And I've had to learn that, that tax law is used not because, Oh, you're a good person and you're a good business owner. No. If you know how you implement the strategy and now you save money because of it. And the IRS can't touch you. There's lots of things that you can do for yourself in order to save yourself money, save your hard-earned dollars and keep more of them instead of keeping 50 cents on the dollar 
Maybe you can keep 75 cents on the dollar. Maybe you can keep 85 cents on the dollar, but all of that requires strategy. And unfortunately, what happens that I see often is many people don't want to pay to have the strategy. They continue on, stay with their tax accountant that isn't helping them, that isn't giving them guidance, and they don't want to pay or if they think, oh, if I go to a CPA or if I go to an enrolled agent, by the way, I'm an enrolled agent. So if I go to someone that knows about tax accounting or what they can help me plan with, they're going to charge me a lot. Well, price it out, price the person out, right? Someone that is a good match is going to give you the value in a short period of time, in a, in a very short period of time. I guarantee you, if anyone meets with me, you tell me in 30 minutes what you're doing with your business. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a bunch of little nuggets that'll save you a lot of money. I know myself. So I know that I'm that good. And I know a lot of people are missing a lot of stuff. So it's, it's just one of those things that we as entrepreneurs, unfortunately, I know everybody hates this, but you have to do the research. You have to go and seek out, you know, like people listening to this podcast, you seek out the education, right? There's so much of it. And unfortunately, we have to seek it out, find a connection, ask the people around us, ask other entrepreneurs. Don't be afraid. Ask other people. Hey, what are you doing for your taxes? What are you doing for your business? Do you feel like you're saving money? Do you feel like you're saving on taxes? Do you feel confident or comfortable with what you're doing? These are all great questions. Don't be afraid to ask them. I love that. Don't be afraid to step into that conversation with other people. And I think that as women talking to other women in business, the more we can talk about that stuff the more comfortable we will get overall with things like facing the numbers and figuring right. out how to save the money. It's so taboo, Danielle. It's so taboo that, that as women, we still have a fear of talking about money. And I'll tell you what the fear is. The fear is embarrassment. That's what it is. Nailed we're it. Embarrassed. Yeah, we're embarrassed to talk about it. We're embarrassed because how are people going to see us? What are they going to, they're going to judge us based on how much we make, what we owe or all these things, right? Because we all want to appear a certain way. We all want to, to seem like we're successful. Hey, success to me means something different than it does to you. I've seen people own multi-million dollar companies. I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't define to me what my success is for me. I know what success means to me personally, because of the way I want to live my life, but that doesn't mean that other people have that. So when I take a look at financials, when I look at people, I look at who they are as an individual, what they want to accomplish as an individual and how the numbers can help them get there versus, oh, these are your numbers. And ugh, like, you're just, you know, small, small peanuts, <laughs> who cares? Like, <laughs> stop caring. I, I tell this story all the time to people. I don't own a home. I have $110,000 in student loans. I had to get a huge SBA loan for functioning for my business because in the first year we invested so much in the renovations and making this the dream that I wanted. And guess what? I still get to go take my kids to school. My kids go to private school. I get to pick them up if I have to. If I don't, if I don't want to come in, I don't. I'm wearing athleisure wear. Like I just, <laughs> you know, I get to have these conversations. I can go to the walk on the beach. If I just absolutely can't work today, then I won't, you know, these are freedoms. This is an exchange for me. And this is what I dreamt of for very, for many, many years before I got to here. And now I'm here and I don't know, is it success? 
maybe it isn't to other people. <laughs> I don't know. But as long as it is to you, that's what really counts, right? It's, it's exactly. your dream coming to life and you've got to start somewhere. Exactly. I mean, we all hear that story of like Microsoft started in a garage and, you know, well, how do you think they felt about being in a garage? Yeah. And uh, do you think people bought into him being in a garage? Probably not. Right. People probably people made fun of him and being like, oh, like that's my nice office. Here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's how it is. I think for all of us, we just have to come to the conclusion as women that you can't don't be embarrassed about where you are financially. I know that it's diff. I know it's easier said than done. But the more you say it, trust me, I say it out loud all the time. I don't care. I tell I I have on good days, I have a credit score of 710 on bad days. It drops below the 700. I don't care. <laughs> and that that is someone might hear that and be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she would say that she would put that out there. Who cares? What, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, a big part of facing the numbers is just not letting them define you. Exactly. Is that, does that make me any less educated? Does that make me any less able to help? No, all of those things. And none of those things define who you are, make you who you are, can give you the success that you want. You just need to learn what success is for you. It doesn't have to be a six figure business. Cause that's another thing I hear a lot online that people think, oh, if you don't hit the six figures, you're not successful. Hey, if you're just replacing your nine to five job, guess what? That is success. Absolutely. If you're already replacing your nine to five income, good on you. Like that is success in itself. So yeah, we just need to define those terms for ourselves. That's fantastic. So a lot of business gal pals who are listening are new to business. They're either just starting out or they've been in business for a couple of years and they're trying to figure out their way to make it work. So if they were to go looking for a tax accountant, what should they be looking for? What kind of you know guidelines or questions should they be looking at in order to know, is this the right person for me to be talking to? You know, I, I love um, the younger generations because like for I'm an older millennial. Okay, guys. So, (laughs) yeah. So we get kind of a little bit of the best of both worlds, right? We have the the internet, but yet we had you know our old school stuff. But if you guys have TikTok, you have Instagram, you have all those things. You have resources there. Look up tax tips. Look up all all of these hashtags. Look up people. I mean, look me up, Damari Gold. I post a lot of different information, free information. And what happens is get yourself the vibe of the person because any accountant that's online that is putting the material out there online, I'm not going to say they're all good because I don't know, but anyone that you can rarely BS yourself when it comes to taxation. Okay. You really, it's very difficult to BS yourself around it. Um, cause Hey, there's a lot of facts, fact checking, not to say that it isn't out there, but take a look at their credibility. Take a look at who's, who's going out there. Talk to other online service providers or online people out there to really connect, like who would be a great accountant for you. And that's how I think that you would probably get a better idea of who you can work with, because there are a lot of accountants. I actually have friends like Instagram friends with (laughs) other tax accountants that are great. They give great information. 
and they're out there. It's just a matter of you getting out there and getting informed and taking a look and checking them out to make sure. And if they offer consultation calls, do it. Some of them offer free consultation calls. Others might not. Maybe mine is $50, 30 minutes, but Hey, there's no commitment. You just, you just tell me where you're at and I'll give you some guidance. That's it. That's really affordable. I mean, that is definitely, you know, for as far as an exchange for value goes, $50 is exactly super reasonable and definitely something that a business should be willing to spend on something like this. Because like you said, it can save us a lot of money at the end of the day. Exactly. And, and I find that everybody's financial situation when it comes to taxation is very unique. So unfortunately, there's not really, I mean, you can give some, you know, standard tidbits, but a lot of times people, again, because it's a monetary thing, they feel it very close to themselves. So they don't want to feel dumb when asking the question. They don't want to feel like they don't understand, but it's okay if you don't understand. Tax law is very difficult to understand. Trust me, I pitch a fit every other time when I don't understand something. (laughs) So, so it's just, that's how it is. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time researching and reading and doing my best to simplify it for my clients, for the people that are listening, for the people that are out there. So just the first step is just making sure that you talk to someone, even if you need to talk to me, before searching for somebody else, it's okay. IRS, it's all the same. Federal is all the same, but any state I can represent in any state. So it's just a matter of picking up the phone or, you know, emailing or looking up and and getting yourself the information. I love that. I think you really touched on something there where you said, we don't want to feel dumb, right? I think that's really at the core of that embarrassment too, beyond the idea of, are we successful or not? But we don't want someone to look at us like, oh, I can't believe you don't know everything there is to know about taxes and you're in business. So business gal pals, if you're looking for a tax accountant, find someone who doesn't make you feel dumb. Pay attention to how you feel when you're reviewing that person's stuff online or you're talking to them and make sure that you feel like you're in a safe space to have that conversation. Exactly. I 100%. If anybody ever makes you feel dumb, you just say bye. Don't like, don't ever let anybody make you feel dumb when it comes to that stuff. It's not an easy thing to learn. Some of it takes us years to understand this. And I'll tell you what, a lot of older accountants, this is why I tell you to look online is because a lot of older accountants that are not in the online space don't understand it. And if you're dealing with someone that doesn't understand your industry, that can also hinder how your plan can work. And how, and how to best plan for yourself, because if they don't understand what you're doing, how can they plan for you and how can they give you guidance? So that's why I think it's important to find people that are in the online industry that understand online business. And especially if you have an online business or, or just as long as the accountant understands your industry is, I guess, the most important part. Definitely. I think that is absolutely true. So how can we make the financial stuff feel easy? How can we kind of breathe that sigh of relief and say, okay, I'm going to face the numbers. I'm going to go into all of this. What do you think is the key to that for online small business owners? You know, I wish I could give you the, the, what is it called? The diet pill, the, the cure-all. <laughs> um, I call them, I, I tell people, I encourage people to do like a financial Friday. 
it's, you know, it's your CFO day, just like what another popular term CEO day, you have to have a CFO day. So if that means that you sit down for two hours, go to a coffee shop and, you know, gather your, either your receipts, track, track what you spent, track what's going on in your business. You want to get yourself some sort of tracking tool. I have what's called a tax prep tool sheet that helps people track on a monthly basis what's happening. And it has a video, it's a mini course. So it has video, it shows them how to, how to track things, what's tax deductible to their business. So it gives you some pretty good information as to what you can use. But as long as you use something in similar, right? Most people don't like spreadsheets. So they kind of like, oh my gosh, but I've made this soup again, super simple. I try to simplify everything as much as possible. So if your first financial step looks like sitting at a coffee shop and just thinking about writing it down, (laughs) then I guess that's your first step, right? (laughs) Make that commitment with yourself to do it either every week or every other week, then at least you can give yourself that consistency. And I think with anything in life, not only financials and, and in business finances, consistency is always key because any trainer, I guess, fitness trainer can give you the diet plan, but if you don't follow it, then what's the point? And it's doing those simple things. Well, right. If you look at fitness, it's drinking enough water, eating the healthy foods, getting enough sleep. Right. So in business, it's kind of similar. It's yeah. It's your finance, taking taking that time, Mm -hmm. taking the scheduling the time. Cause that's the other thing, right? If you don't schedule it, it might not happen. I know that happens for me. If it's not in my calendar, chances are it's not going to happen because I'm going to be lollygagging and doing something else. So there is those moments. I just inherently now I take a look at my financials. I analyze the numbers. I update my cash flow is what I, what I do to determine, okay, how much money at base is coming out this next month. So creating these financial Fridays for yourself is tracking. Even if you put it in a calendar, I teach this too, as simplistic as this is. So you get yourself a planner and in each of the dates, you write in what you owe, like how much you need to pay, how much you need to pay. And then you summarize the week. How much is coming out this week? How much is coming out next week? How much? Then it gives you an idea of how much money you need to have in your account so that you can start paying things. Then you can split it off. Maybe you split it off into what's business, what's personal, what's kind of in the middle, right? And and you start working out those numbers little by little. You'll start realizing, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm paying too much for this particular thing, or maybe I don't want to do that anymore. Or it's not really, you know, generating anything good for me. So you could take that off. But see how those small, just small, very incremental things that you can do. But creating a financial day for yourself, I think is very important. Yeah, I love that idea of putting it into the planner. And then you're sort of seeing it every time you open your planner. you're, You're facing those numbers. And you know, desensitizing yourself to those triggers that that money can have on you, then you're just so much more empowered. Like you said, you can see, oh, this really isn't serving me anymore. I can cancel that. I mean, how many of us have subscriptions that have gone on way too long or things (laughs) like that? You know, every little bit um, matters. And so it's great to just put that into regular ongoing practice. I mean, how confident as a money woman would you feel if you were (laughs) able to know exactly what's going on even if it's negative, just the fact that you know that you can stand up and say, this is what I have going on financially. 
inspires a whole different kind of confidence. That's right. And like you said, even if it's negative, because I find that a lot of times people, we have it in our minds. I don't even say people because I do this too. We'll have it in our minds that it's like, oh my gosh, I like, I just spent so much, but you really don't even have a number or like, I didn't really spend that much, but you don't have a number. Like I ask people this all the time. Do you know how much you spent on eating out last month? Chances are you won't know, right? But I bet you anything, if you looked at your bank statement and it gives you that little cycle, you know, of how much you spent in any given category, chances are you probably spent more than $500. I mean, unless you're, you know, one of those people that are just like super good about eating at home. And, and so it's like, then I think, okay, when would people see that? It's like, well, there's, there's a couple things that could happen there when eating, eating out that often. Are you buying excessive groceries? Stop buying so many groceries if you're going to eat out. I, I don't. Then I decided to invest in like, I don't know if I can say that. If I could, I invested in one of those mail delivery. I, I was going to say the name of it, but I don't The mail delivery food or grocery yeah. type things. That's worked out pretty good because I think, okay, well, you know, the groceries cost me about the same. At least this is a little bit more condensed and we get to have dinner. So we're not eating out. But there's seasons in our life, especially now during tax season, we eat out a lot more. So I, I adjust for that. I, I know this already. How do I know this? Because I know my numbers, because I'm familiar with what, what I've done in the past. So again, this is all getting familiar with yourself, getting familiar with your business, how it runs, how you're running it, what changes you can make. And it starts off small. It doesn't have to be this huge thing right? Because then we focus too much on the huge impact. I always say, why are you throwing pebbles at big problems? Like you're, you know, you're just trying to (laughs) do something with it, but it's like, no, collect your pebbles. And then when you have enough, mash them together and then you could throw it at a big problem. (laughs) I love that. That's so great. And it really does all come back to that first tip you gave us about your mental health you know, your self-talk, what are you saying to yourself when you, for instance, see that you've spent a lot on eating out? Are you saying like, oh my gosh, that's so wrong. I shouldn't do that. I need to stop eating out and then kind of boxing yourself into a corner. Or can you get creative and say, you know, I really don't need to spend this much on groceries if I'm going to be eating out, or I could get a meal delivery service or, you know, the other ways to kind of solve that problem instead Mm -hmm. of just going straight into the self-shaming self-talk. Yeah. Because I just think, why is it so wrong? Why do, why do you think, do you think it's wrong to eat out all every day? I don't know. Yeah. And there's some people that, that do feel like, oh my gosh, it's wrong. But why do we feel that way? Something somewhere along the way. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And so you make up for it by buying groceries to make yourself feel better. And then you let us go to waste. And then, (laughs) and then you feel bad because you wasted. (laughs) <laughs> you see? Yeah, definitely. It's a cycle. Yeah. And it, and it piles on itself. I mean, then you're feeling bad over this and then you're feeling bad over that. And then, oh no, that's exactly. Thing. And, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Always, always give yourself that gut check, that mental check that, Hey, why am I, why am I going down this spiral over anything, especially if things trigger you, that's always a, a good way to start, you know, a, a good place to start when, when you do get triggered by certain things. Um, and and then, you know, allow, allowing that to unfold and allowing it to show itself to you. Yeah. Letting yourself grow through the process of experiencing it. Isn't that what business is all about? Girl. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, I love this. Thank you so much. You brought so much wisdom to the table when it comes to dealing and facing our business finances. If you had any other business hack or bit of advice that you'd like to share with the business gal pals out there, what would it be? I would say if you are doing your tax return and you feel like something in your gut is telling you, no, I don't know. It's just not feeling, I don't feel like it's being explained to me. Then I'd say seek elsewhere. Don't be lazy. Don't be intimidated. Don't let yourself just kind of let it go because trust me, those things can be very costly. So guys, listen to yourself, listen to your intuition. All, All of us, I think probably grow up not knowing how to listen to ourselves, or maybe we weren't encouraged to trust the inside, to trust our gut, but it's there for a reason. And if you keep suppressing it, if you keep pushing it, it, it's there for a reason. It's telling you something. So trust your gut, trust your intuition, lean on yourself. You have the answers. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. So where can we get in touch with you if we want to book a 30 minute call or just send you a note. How can we find you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you can uh, look us up Instagram. It's Damari gold, or we have a TGS accounting. And then um, you can email us at info at TGS And um, yeah, there you can email our assistant Dahlia and she'd be happy to help you if you need help. Awesome. I will put all of that in the show notes plus the link to Damari's freebie, the, her three most sought after tax resources. So if you need a place to start, but you're still a little scared to kind of reach out and talk. to Oh someone, yeah. That one's great. Grab yeah, that guys. Go grab it. It's free. And I was looking it over. It's got awesome resources in it. You're going to love it. It will definitely teach you something and give you value for the exchange of your time. Thank you so much, Damari. I really appreciate this conversation. And I know that business gal pals out there are going to benefit from it. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. 